the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And Mo Ansari, you can rely on us 24-7. No slow downloads, no rebooting, no lost connections. AM 1220, KDOW. KDOW, Palo Alto. Part of the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220, KDOW and KDOW.biz. A service of Salem Communications. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Texas Governor Rick Perry reportedly about to bow out of the GOP presidential hunt. University of Virginia political analyst Kyle Condick says Perry, who began his campaign with such fanfare, wilted on the trail. I think there's a certain smell test that voters have for people who are trying to become president, and he just didn't pass it. And Condick says one issue stood out among all the others with Governor Perry. I think it was a debate. I think it was some of his issue stance to... Uh, that under uh, further examination, Republicans didn't like, I think, particularly on immigration. Perry said in one of the early debates that conservatives who oppose privileged in-state tuition benefits for the children of illegal immigrants were lacking hearts. Also at SRNews.com, Republican officials say the final count of the Iowa caucuses puts Rick Santorum ahead of Mitt Romney by 34 votes. But no winner will be declared because votes from eight precincts are missing. This is SRN News. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by the Exogen Temple Thermometer. We're headed out to the drive through Santa Rosa where a solo vehicle went off the roadway southbound 101 right at Mark West Springs Road. So far, no delays to traffic. A look in Walnut Creek where a crash is still being cleared out from the center divide northbound 680 right after South Main. Southbound 242 in Concord is very slow from Concord Avenue to your 680 approach. A look at the Bay Ridge Toll Plaza that's backed up from the middle of the parking lot. And on the lower deck, traffic has been stop and go solid Eastbound 80 from the center anchorage out towards the tunnel. Caltrans crews have the two left lanes shut down for some ongoing road work. The Exogen Temple Thermometer is so fast, accurate, easy, and affordable, you will just love it. A must-have for any household, especially with children. The Exogen Temple Thermometer. Get yours at Babies R Us and other fine retailers today. For more traffic information, log on to SigAlert.com. I'm Karina Velasquez with your Bay Area traffic. Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Over the years on my radio show, I've heard from people like you who've been burned by buying expensive and wrong financial product from people that don't have your best interest in mind. Naturally, I've developed relationships with people in the financial industry you can trust. So if you need a new home or refi mortgage or reverse mortgage, if you need insurance like home, automobile, life, or commercial, or maybe you need a financial planner, get in touch with me, and I'll give you a trusted financial referral. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. TurboTax, what's your tax question? Is your federal free edition really free? It's actually for freeze. What? Yes, it's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you get free expert help. See, that's for freeze. You just blew my mind. Do your simple return with the TurboTax Federal Free Edition. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and only TurboTax offers free one-on-one expert tax advice for everyone. Live by phone and chat. Go to TurboTax.com. Live tax advice service is free and subject to availability restrictions and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. And now here... Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. 
your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning and welcome into Rob Black and your money. Probably the only financial show really dedicated to getting into retirement, just smarter about money. I feel that we didn't learn enough about it in high school. Some of us started to learn lessons about it shortly thereafter, paying for your own college, paying for your own apartments. But I still don't think the education base is all that wide or all that deep. We're kind of an inch deep and a mile wide. So today we uh, talk about money. Today we talk about investing. Today we talk about financial issues. We'll talk, um, we'll do some individual stuff today. We'll, We'll break off the business news. We'll hit the business news, but we'll eventually break off of it. First and foremost, markets having just a fantastic run this year, and that's going to end. So know that. If you have any losers right now in your portfolio that you want to get rid of, you tend to want to sell into strength. I'm not telling you to sell, but that's what you tend to want to do. Yesterday, the markets did well. Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan all rallied. Nice to see banks lead. Pulte Group, Lennar. They're up over 4% as a group. That's nice to see because home builders have been tarred and feathered, if you will. Semiconductors did well yesterday. Best as far as all the Standard & Poor's groups and industries. There's 24 industries in the S&P 500. And to see the chip makers do well, it's a nice thing to see. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's lovely. So... Some of the stories that are out there that are important to note. Yesterday, late, we learned that AT&T is adjusting their data plans. Now, I'm going to be speaking to a group of families tonight. I, uh, there's a preschool that's in my neighborhood, and one of the teachers, they're very, very on point in this day and age. It's actually a pre-preschool. And one of the mothers likes listening to the show. So she, last year she invited me to come talk to other mothers and fathers about money and investing. So I'm going to show up. I'm going to talk money. I'm going to talk investing. I'm going to go over a lot of the basics that families need to know. i going to answer any questions that people might have about the economy or the stock market. It's always a good event. But I'm that kind of guy. You need me to come to your... Kids preschool, I'll do it. Reach out to me. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So yesterday, AT&T, and this is where this starts, they said they're going to up their data plans. You get a little bit more data for a little bit more money. So, you know, plans which will offer 300 megabytes of data for 20 bucks, 3 gigs for 30 bucks, 5 gigs for 50 bucks. Stop and think about that for a second. That's $600 a year for data. On top of your phone costs. That's one-fourth of what you need to save every year. For 10 years. 
to get to retirement, to at least start having a big chunk of money. It's your data plan. It's also your coffee. I'm not telling you, you know, quit Starbucks and go to Pepsi or quit Pepsi and go to tap water. But you have to look at something in your life and figure out, I'm not saving enough for retirement. And I need to do something about that. So I was shocked to see that number. Now, most people don't care. It's like it's part of living. I will tell you what. If I made less than $100,000, I'd have a cell phone for sure. There's no chance I'd have a data plan. Bank of America and Morgan Stanley surprised the market with better than expected results. That's nice. You want the banks to survive and stay in business because banks lend money to you and me. Whether we need to buy a diamond ring for our sugar bugger, a car. You know, you can demonize banks and hate them for all you want, but go try to buy a car without them. Go try to buy a house without them. So, yeah, I, I think they, they're heartless at times. Absolutely. They're not in the business of saving lives. They're in the business of lending money. And when someone fails paying them back, that they have to do something about that. And it's heartless. We've got uh, the sky is still standing. Do you remember Chicken Little? Of course you remember Chicken Little. The sky's still there in Europe. It's not falling. It's going to take time. Breaking news. Rick Perry to drop out of presidential race. Boy, there's a guy who thought he had it all. And he just didn't prepare enough. Mostly undone by his lack of knowing what divisions the government was going to shut down. Or mostly undone by a candidate who just wasn't going to make a lot of mistakes. So the Dow is down six this morning. The NASDAQ is up eight. The S&P 500 is up one. Unemployment claims come out Thursdays. And it came out a pretty good number, 352,000. So the market should be rallying more than it is right now. But we've rallied almost every day of the new year. We've replaced, you know, the sky is falling with, hey, things are nice. Things are okay. Some successful debt auctions recently, both out of France and Spain. So people are willing to lend them money. Greece is close to striking an agreement with private creditors on debt write down. That's one of those things that's eventually going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So the sum of all parts were, were pretty cool. The initial claims came in this morning at 352000 That's the lowest level of initial claims since the week of April 19, 2008. We will add jobs. Unemployment should tick lower. Now that's... Depends on a couple variables, like how many people are looking for jobs, how many new people are looking for jobs. Initial claims are a leading indicator. That's a nice thing to say. Tells you the future's going to be good. It also covers these initial claims, the survey period for the January non-farm payrolls reports, and it suggests about 200,000-plus non-farm payroll jobs. Now, the continuing claims, something you have to talk about, can't take the good without the bad. Continuing claims uh, fell by a considerable 215,000 to about 3.42 million. That's still a lot of people on long term looking for jobs. Today we got the consumer price index as well. 
And now you're saying, ooh, it was a good day. That excludes food and energy. Was expect, up by an expected one-tenth of a percent. Inflation data is in a very comfortable zone. In the last 12 months, it's risen about 2.2%. So our consumer prices are up 2.2%. Is your house up 2.2%? Are your wages up 2.2%? Are you keeping up with inflation? We also got some data on housing starts. They declined 4.1% in December. The drop was led by a 13% decline in starts in multifamily units. A little bit of a, a negative. But housing starts not as important as building permits because we already knew those starts were going to happen because of permits issued in the past. Building permits were at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of about 679000 That's down about one-tenth of a percent from November. This specific component, not massive surprise on the positive or negative. So we'll take it as it is. Coming up, we're going to take a look at the earnings that are coming out. It's earnings season. We're going to look at some of the big news. I'm going to do some Money 101 for you to give you some of the basics that you need to know. I do have a seminar coming up in Pleasanton and uh, need people to sign up for it because I don't think anyone signed up yet. So if people don't sign, I will shut it down. It's not a healthy sign that people aren't interested in money. It's Thursday, February 2nd, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. It's Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 6 to 9 at Pleasanton Four Points Sheraton. So you can sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. On top of that, you can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, and YouTube. I've got a channel there now called Rob Black Show. Take a break here on AM 1220, KDOW. All these things that you say, like I forget about. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800 800- 516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Thanks for getting up with the show. Thanks for telling friends about the show. Thanks for supporting the show. I, it's, I'm thrilled. I can't say enough positive things. Let's take a look at some of the, the breaking stories and how the markets are doing. You know, We start with a little bit of commentary. We are in earnings season. Next week is really the biggie. This week is is good. You know, Morgan Stanley posts upside earnings surprise. Bank of America comes short of consensus expectations. Weekly initial jobless claims make surprisingly sharp drop. The euro extends advance against the dollar. Financials and tech are offering some early leadership. The Fed survey out of Philadelphia improves, though a little less than expected. And I think so far from what we're seeing in earnings season is, is exactly that. Things are nice, but a little bit less than expected. Um, so we're not going to be up every week. We're not going to be up every day. It feels incredibly nice right now, but there's periods of time this year where it's upsetting, where you don't like it, where you think we're going to hell in a handbasket, where you think things are going to fall apart. It's an election year. 
you know, do we rock the boat or not? Do we, you know, stress? Do we go? Uh, you know, these campaigns have become so, you know, I hate you, you hate me kind of campaigns. And they do kind of like get people a little bit on the tired side. So this morning, Apple is expected to announce, and they, they kind of have announced um, some new product, some new concept. It's tied towards the educational publishing. And Wall Street's paying attention to it. Many, many, many years ago, when I was a child in elementary school, I remember collecting soup labels, right? Campbell soup labels. Maybe you did this, maybe you didn't. And the class that got in the most got a pizza party. And the class brought it, your whole school would turn them in and they'd get Apple computers. They would get swag. You know, whether it's magazines that you sell, but... I remember Apple being very much so front and center in elementary school. Now, years and years and years and years later, kids that, you know, played with an Apple as a kid, they know how to play with it as a teenager, know how to play with it as a, as a business person. And they want their kids to go through that same experience. So Apple announces iBooks 2, which is a textbook experience for the iPad. Not going to change the world, but an announcement like that's probably as important, probably as important as the iPad 3, because future iPad, the demand for iPads there, future demand needs to be created. In a bit of sadness, no, we're not sad about this story, OJ Simpson's Miami home is in foreclosure. Maybe we are sad. I don't know. Maybe we're sad about how he once had it all. Considering the scary, dramatic post-football life of O.J. Simpson, it's hardly the worst news that he's ever hit. You're still sitting in Nevada jail doing 9 to 33 years for kidnapping and armed robbery. It's tough to pay your bills. So the juice. That's orange juice this morning. Yummy. His Miami area home is facing foreclosure. J.P. Morgan filed papers on the four-bedroom, four-bathroom home. Miami-Dade Circuit Court showed the foreclosure notice was filed in September. His legal team has filed a motion to dismiss the action, which is pending. After his 1995, how's that for making you feel old? 16, 17 years ago, after his acquittal for the murders of his ex-wife, Nicole Simpson, and her friend, Ron Goldman, Simpson migrated from L.A. to Florida, purchasing the home for 575000 And it's a mansion. <laughs> Let me tell you that. It is. Take a look at some of the pictures on the Internet. The Kindle area property allowed Simpson access to South Florida golf courses. Let's talk about some other stories that are out there. You know, I, I do like the investment stories during earnings season because you do get winners and you do get losers. And you do have success, and you do have failure. So Rockwell Collins, their shares are up today. They're one of the top gainers in the S&P 500. It's an aerospace company. They're uh, reported a profit of $0.86 cents a share, $0.02 cents better than expected. They sell gear to the government is what they do, and some to businesses. They maintain its full-year targets. So basically, they come out with good earnings, 
and they say, you know what, this whole year, it's looking good. We will do somewhere between 4.9 and $5 billion in revenue. And people who, they go, sweet, good by me. In an unbelievable twist again, the 30-year mortgage rate's at 3.88%. That's an amazing number. Ticks even lower. Now, this is amazing in large part. This is what the Federal Reserve's trying to do to help our economy. How does keeping mortgages low help the economy? It's going to be interesting because a couple things is you're going to write off less interest on your house. So your taxable income is actually going to be a little bit higher probably. So the government's going to get a little bit more money. But even more importantly, you're going to pay a lot less in interest over time. And your house is going to be more affordable up front. So this week it hits 3.88. Last week, 3.89. One year ago, 4.74%. So mortgage rates nearly unchanged this holiday week. UK Prime Minister today is announcing a co-op bill. It's going to make it easier for Britons to set up and manage co-op businesses. It's trying to encourage a different form of capitalism where employees have more direct stake in the success of their companies. So the quote that came out of UK Prime Minister David Cameron was, quote, it's a basic truth that if people have a stake in business, they will support its growth and share in its success. Interesting. You know, not crazy, not revolutionary, but interested in this day and age that we don't get that, but it's being told to us. So a swatch, a swath, swatch, a swath of financial information this morning helping the stock market. Jobless claims falling. Earnings better than expected. News out of Europe is not falling apart. So we got the Dow up 13, the Nasdaq's up 13. That's kind of an odd coincidence. The Dow sits at 12,592. The Nasdaq sits at 2782. Take a break here. We'll be back. We're going to do a little Money 101, some of the simpler things helping you right after this break on AM 1220, KDOW. are now open 800-516-1220 that's 800-516-1220 now back to rob black and your money on am 1220 kdow Rob Black with money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Why do I do this? It's because, well, I guess otherwise I'd have to have a real job. I am one of those people that I say what's on my mind. I try to be as honest as possible. I refer to myself as honest to a fault, where sometimes I say things that I shouldn't. Um, that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. 
It just means that I'm tired of the fluff. I think in the, this world there's leaders and there's people who play to the polls. Whether you're a candidate for president of the United States or whether you're at work today. I don't play to the polls. If people don't like me, that's fine. If people like me, that's, that's wonderful. I try to lead by example. Apple at an education event today says iBooks author app will be free to download today. High school textbooks will launch for $14.99 or less. Partners include Pearson, Hoofton Mifflin, Harcourt, and McGraw-Hill. Apple shares were down 10 cents today. Yesterday, they hit an all-time high. They're going to report earnings on Tuesday. I own shares of Apple. Do I care if they're at an all-time high or not? I don't. I care about who their management is, what their product is, what the demand is, what their margins are, who their competition is. I don't care about stock prices. I'm much more company-specific than I am price-specific. And that doesn't mean I don't look at it. Some winners today. You say, give me winners. F5 Networks. Netflix, Sears Holdings, Network Appliance, Autodesk, eBay, Amazon, C-Trip, Broadcom. You want losers or laggards? Electronic Arts, Mattel, Baidu, Ross Stores, Stericycle, First Solar, Nuance Software, and Vodafone. Stericycle is one of those interesting investments that I've owned. It's a company that does medical waste. So if you've ever seen... If you've ever gotten a shot, you know who Stericycle is. They're the company that comes and picks up the needles. So it's not the toughest business. It is the toughest business to get into. Once a company has your business, they tend not to shop it. And there is some expertise involved in it. Freeport, McMoran, Copper and Gold. They're in the news today. They're saying the copper market remains tight and positive. Data out of China equals strong imports. Global inventories are declining, and U.S. economic data is improving. I like Freeport, McMoran, Copper, and Gold, ticker symbol FCX, if you think the world economies are going to grow. Now, you may be early because we know that, you know, will Europe, won't they, will they, won't they go into a recession? Apple. A little bit more on them. They're demoing this iBooks author, which allows users to create ebooks, features drag and drop for media, not just for textbooks. It integrates Keynote, one of Apple's iWorks apps. So it's kind of nice to see. I'm doing a lot more media this year than last year. And uh, I'm getting ready to, uh, I'm starting to work on my new website. I'm excited by that. Website's robblack.com. I'm trying to to pull my audio together with my video together with my television so not the easiest thing to do Duncan Brands is in the news today they've signed a multi-unit store development agreement with existing franchisees for 12 new restaurants first restaurants planned to open in 2013 that to me feels like one of those press releases that you can't really read much into and what I mean by that is multi-store development agreement. Okay. 
So they're going to, you know, put like ice cream together with fried chicken. So we don't quite know what it means. We don't know the restaurants that they're talking about. Ice cream and donuts. Does Get in again, my doesn't. belly! What else do we have? Um, Google's a little bit higher today. They're scheduled to report earnings tonight. I guess that's probably the big story that we need to think about as far as Google goes. Your personal finance, I want to talk a little bit about. In large part, you know, a little money 101, a little let's focus on some of the simpler things. It's not that complicated, first and foremost. We treat money, some people would say, as a god in this country. It's revered. It's feared. A couple things that you know, insurance. You know, there's the basics on insurance. There's auto insurance. There's life insurance. There's home insurance. There's health insurance. When you're 20 and 30, you're like, eh, I don't really need health insurance. But you do. I always say that for couples, it's, it's wise if the husband is a startup engineer and the wife is a, works at IBM or switch the roles. Because you get health care insurance cheaper when you work with IBM than you do if you work on a startup. Health insurance spreads the cost when there's you know, 1,000 employees. And it's tougher to spread the costs when there's 10. Home insurance, it could be a nightmare. It's costly. It's confusing. It's unrewarding until you have to use it. I had a home insurance claim two years ago, first time in my life. I'd never had to use it. Basically, there was some water damage that caused some rot under a couple of floorboards in a rental home that I owned. Thought it was going to be about a thousand, fifteen hundred. It's ten thousand dollars. So I was glad that I had that insurance. Life insurance. No one ever thinks they're going to die. It's a necessity for anyone with dependents who would be affected financially by your demise. It's one of the hardest financial products to understand because agents are more concerned with their commissions than with your needs. You need term life insurance, and that's it. You don't need whole life. You don't need variable life. So don't overthink it. Term. Financial professionals, you know, you hear Chad Burton on the show all the time. He's got term life insurance. I've got term life insurance. Why don't I have whole life or variable life if it's such a good product? Because it's not such a good product. It's expensive. Auto insurance. I haven't been in a car crash, knock on wood, in many, 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 many years. I haven't been in one that's been my fault in 19 years. It's a long time. So it feels like, man, I keep paying that bill and it's not coming back to me, but trust me. The day I run into it, the day that I tap 
the day that I rear end just by one second, one tenth of a millionth of a second, it's going to be into a car full of attorneys. And I'm going to be thankful that I got that insurance. Best way to get wealthy, doing a little money 101 here, is your 401k. It's the most important tool you've got for retirement. Make sure you make most of it. Buying a car, I tend to like to buy slightly used cars, two-year-old cars. You get a lot more for your money that way. Now, I like the new car smell. I do. I like the new car drive. I do. And if you're wealthy, by all means, get the new car. But until you have about 400000 to 500000 by age 40, until you have a million dollars by age 50, you really can't afford a new car. If you want to do it, fine. But in retirement, when you're stuck in Stockton and your big vacation is going to the Grand Teton, well, no, that's a pretty good vacation. I just wanted to say Grand Tetons because it's fun saying. When your big vacation is going to Sacramento, good luck to you. Um, asset allocation, it's the single most important two words that you need to know as an investor. You have to practice it. Time is on your side. Stocks mean risk and return. And, you know, know, know that there's different type of funds out there. Know that there's different type of bond funds out there. Don't rely on the internet to build a savings plan. Don't rely on me to build a savings plan. It's going to take you. You're going to have to determine your long-term goals. You're going to have to get started. It's not about putting all your eggs in one basket. It's ultimate protection is being smart. In in case things go wrong, in case there's an investment class that doesn't work out for a few years. We'll talk a little about this in more future episodes. You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You can sign up for the seminar coming up in Pleasanton. Got to get some sign-ups, otherwise I'm going to postpone this baby. Pleasanton, Four Points, Sheraton, Thursday, February 2nd from 6 to 9. Sign up at robblack.com. It's all about wealth preservation, retirement planning, economic outlook, portfolio structure, asset allocation. Maybe the signal just doesn't go to Pleasanton. AM 1220 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I try not to complain, although I do. Something I'll work on this year. uh, I've got one of the greatest jobs of all time. Just want a good, solid sound in the show. That's ultimately your goal. One thing that I got to throw out there on occasion is it's good to be me. 
It is. I dig my life. I dig my career. I dig my job. I dig my friends and my family. Here's one of the negatives on me, is that I'm kind of in the public eye. I'm bigger than Raj Mathias, I like to say, who, for the record, I love. Someone sends me an email, one of, I guess it's a lister. It's that creepy Julio person. I say creepy because when you're sending an email to someone that you don't really know that is more than one page that turns out to be like six pages, it's creepy. So Julio must have had a vision last night because wants me to go to my program director and see if I can't start a Christian financial show called The Money Bazaar. And yet The Money Bazaar going back to, that's right, Times of Jesus. This is probably one of the craziest rants I've seen. Honestly, this is well over 10,000 words. It's a college paper. It's, it's 10 pages written. You know, he, he's thinking about a way to make a sign that says Occupy Heaven. He's imagining what it would look like if he, you know, the first day of Advent. You know, he's watching his accounts go nuts from time to time, up from 500 to 900, then 2,000. Crazy would drop like that ding dong. He's throwing in imaginary conversations that him and I would have on Apple and would talk power trading radio and it's one of the weirdest emails I've received in my lifetime. And it's just, I'm going to be honest with you, it's creepy. I know it, you'd think it's a compliment. It's not. Sending me pictures? Cool. Sending me a 100,000-word diatribe is Unabomber. There's a, a slight difference. Can you pick up on it? I can. So let's take a look at the, the stories of the day. The Dow's up 24. The Nasdaq's up 17. SP 500's up 5. We're having a very good year so far. Rick Perry is telling his supporters that he's going to drop the bid for the White House. Probably about six months ago, you would have thought that he was the biggest threat to Romney. So we're in earnings season. Apple plans to reinvent the textbook. That's a pretty big headline. Kodak has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Maker of the brownie camera. The company that they don't have the patent on the word cheese, but they put cheese on the map, if you know what I'm saying. Long before Gouda. Well, not long before. So Apple, their little press release thing, they played a little video with teachers complaining about the state of the industry. Apple wants to help fix the industry. There's one and a half million iPads in use in education. Starting to take off. They want to make it easier. They want to reinvent the textbooks. Textbooks are cumbersome. They get old. They get messed up. They're heavy. They've got great content in them, though. So Apple introduces iBooks 2. It's got a new textbook experience for the iPad. So they, they start demoing it. You know, the book being demoed is a biology textbook. It's filled with interactive graphics. It's filled with videos. You know, no textbook could ever do that. They continue to demo it. If you go to The Verge, The Verge is a website out there. They've got an excellent example of what it's going to look like. 
You can take notes in the iBooks, too, with textbooks. You can take quizzes. The textbooks will be available in the iBook store. It's pretty cool. And to make these books, Apple's rolled out the iBooks author, a Mac application that lets you write books for iBooks. Apple's running through a demo of that. It's not the most consumer-friendly application. That's fine because it's not meant for most consumers. It's stunning that anyone can make interactive books. Books can be extended into HTML5 easily. Textbooks will cost 15 bucks. That's awesome. The books will always be up to date. Each student who can afford an iPad will get their own copy of the book. Apple's showing, you know, a video about it. In the video, it's actually kind of funny because it says, your kids are going to want to go to school. They're going to want to learn, which is probably the biggest pile of crap I've ever heard in my life. Not the biggest because, trust me, I see a lot of piles of crap in my life. Um, Apple's expanding iTunes U into its own app for teachers and students. It's supposed to be an all-in-one shop for teachers and students. So the event's over. Apple shares didn't rock. They didn't roar. It wasn't a catalyst. It wasn't a push it to, well, it's near all-time highs. So they got that going for them. 429.68. Earlier today, it hit 431.37. Every ticket goes higher, the cockier I get because the wealthier I become. Did I say that out loud? Internal editor on. Internal editor on. Kodak files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. They got nearly a billion dollars in financing. It's an icon company. It's tragic. They used to lead the Dow Jones Industrial Average for a period of time. With that said, it was another mistake the Dow made. Instead of having IBM early, they had Eastman Kodak late. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Got a seminar coming up in Pleasanton. If you want to sign up for it, today's the day to do it. Um, Rob Black and Your Money. It's in Pleasanton two Thursdays from now. Two Thursdays from now. Sign up at robblack.com. You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW. Never give in. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and much, much more. is a little bit ridiculously long. <coughs> Excuse me. I kind of imagine walking away for a minute or two and it'd still be going, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, good golly. 
Happy Thursday to you. We're heading towards the end of the week, which means the Niners game is just around the corner and people are excited. Apple's getting deeper in the textbook business. Rick Perry's dropping out of the presidential election. Um, Republican primaries. Mitt Romney has between $20 million and $100 million in his IRA. This is, this is something that may start to haunt him a little bit. He's a wealthy dude, and I have nothing against wealthy dudes. You know, the fact that Al Gore is a billionaire, it's stunning. So I'm in a Niners game, and people get mad at me because I'm like, I didn't know Al Gore played for the 49ers, and he's a running back? People just look at me like, you can't be that stupid. And I'm like, of course I can't. Maybe I can. So Mitt Romney has an IRA. He's got between $20 million and $101 million in it. Now, I'll tell you, that's highly unusual. An IRA is an investment vehicle restricted by annual contribution limits. It appears that his money grew so large because it holds investments in Bain Capital, a private equity firm that he helped start it out. Under federal law, Mr. Romney isn't required to pay annual taxes on the account's investment gains, and the bulk of his contributions in the fund are likely to have been pre-tax dollars. As such, Romney's IRA has enabled the current Republican frontrunner to defer paying taxes on a sizable portion of his wealth, although he could face high tax bills when he eventually withdraws the money. A Romney campaign aide said the tax treatment for his IRA is the same for Governor Romney as it is every citizen of the United States. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think it's a slam dunk either way. A lot of people think that investments should be taxed at a higher rate than they currently are. I don't. Investments come after you've earned income, typically. So you've already paid income taxes. I think any taxes that come after your income should be lower or smaller. I know you're saying, that's because you're wealthy. No, it's, it's really not. It's, it goes back to me, the you know, double taxation. Taxation without representation. I mean, we once overthrew a king because of taxes. I guess we didn't really overthrow him, but we, we left a country because of taxes. Mr. Romney's retirement account, not a Roth, on which he would already have paid taxes. It's required by law to start taking money out of his retirement account by, at, by age 70 and a half. Yeah, it, it looks suspicious. It looks, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't have as much moxie as I should when it comes to politics. Oh, you know who makes me want to vomit? Susie Orman. Starts that debit card last week as if she's God's gift to debit cards. Just makes it, every time I see her, and you know I'm not the only expert who's come down on her, Critics are actually being pretty hard on her about this one because it's a clear moneymaker. Like, people don't get this. She's got X amount of followers on Twitter and Facebook. Over a million on each. And she goes out and she goes, me and my, my wife are going to start a diet program. We're going to start slim fast. 
We're excited. That's not a fat 60-year-old woman saying that she's excited to go on a diet. That's a fat 60-year-old woman who's saying I'm getting paid by SlimFast to say that to 2 million-plus people. I hate, I hate veiled capitalism or whatever you want to call it. Speaking of which, I got a YouTube channel called Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. I would like you to check it out and subscribe to it. You would actually do me a favor. For all the favors I quote-unquote do you, Nike's got a new product out there today. It's called a fuel band. It's designed for anyone who wants to be more active. It measures your daily activity, and it turns it all into what's called Nike fuel, so you can set a goal. I can't explain it. I wish I could. It's beyond me. But when I'm playing beer pong, is it going to measure my my activity? Maybe. It's being called the ultimate measure of activity. So we don't know a lot about it right now, but Nike's got a new product out. So will it wirelessly update? I don't know. I feel like I should have talked about it because I don't know if I know anything about the Nike fuel band. Huh. Basically, it allows people to compare how good your workout was to like a football player's. Yeah, I don't get it. So it measures steps, it measures calories, it measures time, it measures a fuel metric, which is measured by oxygen kinetics. Pre-orders are going to start today. Yeah, I'm totally digressing. Oops, hold on. Where's my clock? Um, so I got the Mitt Romney story in. I got the Apple Education, the new iBook story in. I don't think that is a game changer in any way, shape, or form. This hour, I'll talk a little bit about Money 101 issues. We'll talk about some of the breaking news, some of the stories of the day. And really, anything that you want to talk about. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to 3.88% this week. In a side note, and this is really a side note, um, the Iowa vote, the Iowa caucuses, which happened two weeks ago, now shows that Santorum has an edge, which I think they literally vote with straw. And you would imagine that you can count straw in this day and age, but... Maybe it's as tough as counting teeth in Louisiana. Where you're like, come on, show me them all. Show me all four of them. It's tough when you live in a state where you can count your teeth on one hand. It's tough living. eBay CEO Donahoe said the fixed format's particularly strong for eBay. They reported their numbers last night. He said their overall growth was inspiring. I don't know if I'd use the word inspiring. Let's see how Wall Street thinks about it. Let's see if Wall Street's inspired by it. Right? Um, let me pull up the numbers. Good God. The stuff I see. The Dow's up 24, the NASDAQ's up 19, the SP 500 up 4, the 10 year Treasury's still under 2%, which, you know, as happy as I am about the economy right now, as happy as I am about the stock market, we are not in a healthy economy and we are not in a healthy stock market. Well, we are in a healthy stock market. Excuse me for saying that. I strike that statement. 
we're going to go a lot. If inflation continues where it is and employment continues to tick lower over the next year, two years, this market goes a lot freaking fragging higher. So and that 10-year treasury will start moving higher. And that, when that 10-year treasury starts moving higher, mortgage rates will start moving higher. When mortgage rates start moving higher, you're going to be regretting that you didn't uh, refinance your house. Apple up 63 cents today on the iBooks news. eBay reported earnings last night. They're up a buck 22 to 31 bucks. Listen to AM 1220, KDOW. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Um, achoo, as I like to say. Let's talk some stock. Let's. I'm just going to freeform it here for a little bit. And when I freeform, it's not like rap freeform. My rap freeform would blow your mind because I've got crazy skills. I'm talking about retail data recently that came out. It, it's there's a lot of second tier economic data. There's a lot of first tier. There's a lot of headline economic data. Industrial production of consumer goods is trending towards a recession. Food stamp dependency has soared in the United States. Retail activity has softened considerably since the holidays. Industrial production advanced four-tenths of percent in December. It's revised up from a three-tenths percent decline in November. A predicator of economic conditions, economists look at trends in industrial production of consumer goods. The annual trend in this barometer is clearly headed in a disturbing direction. Industrial production of consumer goods increased just two-tenths of a percent in December, while over the past 12 months it increased by a meager nine-tenths of a percent. Food stamp usage in the United States has increased 43% since 2009, with a nearly 19% increase from 2010 to October 2011. That's up huge. As of October, 46.2 million Americans we're in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which is nearly 15% of our population. 15% of our population? Food stamps. The frail state of the consumer takes its toll on retail establishments. Sears Holdings is expected to close between 100 and 120 Sears and Kmart stores. The Gap is going to close 190 stores. Mall vacancies are typically, or right now, they're essentially unchanged from near all-time highs. Man, I had some spicy tacos last night that I'm still, I could still taste. Like, that's not normal, is it? 
So regional mall vacancies tend to decline in the final three months of the year as so-called pop-up retailers that sell holiday merchandise temporarily fill vacant stores. Most pop-up stores last about six weeks. So we're looking at mall vacancies. We're looking at food stamps. We're looking at some odd little indicators that tell you things aren't great out there. Elsewhere in the world, California's future hinges on spending billions of dollars to link its cities with bullet trains and to bolster its water supply, so says Governor Jerry Brown. He's trying to confront a $9.2 billion deficit. He's considering deporting all people over 75 years old. The largest U.S. state by population is on the mend after years of fiscal distress. Needs projects, needs these projects to keep growing. So those who believe that California is in decline will naturally shrink back from the strenuous undertaking. I'm not sure how I feel on bullet trains. I, I, I'm just not that smart. Um, concept is great, but do we need it? Commerce does, it helps when you can get places smoothly. You know, that, that is a proven fact, Jack. I know you're saying that was a stretch, Rob. <laughs> I know it was. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for calling me out on it. The S&P 500 has rallied the most since 1987. Let's go to a phone call. see who we have online. Looks like we've got Robert. Hello, Robert. Hello, Robert. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, the wife and I, we have a sizable amount of money in our emergency fund with Ing, and it's like 0.8%. And I wanted to move some of it and maybe into another fund, like, you know, a mutual fund, like maybe short-term investment grade, high yield, or Ginny Mays. I don't know if you can give, you know, some generalization on a good place to put the money. Yeah, you know, why do you, first and foremost, why do you have so much money in an emergency fund? Uh, well, we, well, I, um, we didn't know where else to put it. We got, you know, quite a bit. But we also have a lot in our, we maxed out our Roth, we maxed out our 401ks at work. Okay. We built up this, it, it just, we don't know what to do with it. And, you know, <laughs> And I'm just looking at it, and the wife is, she's very, doesn't like to take big chances. So, you know, okay. I so want to So really what you're saying is, yeah, what you're saying is you've got a sizable emergency fund, but it's really not an emergency fund. It's a make-your-wife-happy fund. The emergency fund well, should be two to six yeah. months of your income in case you lose your job. It typically takes the average American two to six months to find a job. If you're in sales and you're commission-based, maybe it's six months. If you're in management, maybe it's two months. So keep that in something that's very similar to cash. And the rest okay. of it, if you want one step above cash as far as risk goes, I think mm-hmm. you do diversify it through some high-quality corporates and okay. maybe a Fidelity Ginny May fund. A Ginny May fund yields about 3.15% right now, uh, okay. better than cash. I would put my mother in a Ginny May fund. With okay. that said, it is a little bit riskier than cash. Over the last 20 years, the fund's gone from 10 bucks to 12 bucks, but it's, it's really yielded about 2.5-3% during that whole time. There was one period of time where it lost 15%. So you've got to acknowledge that. Now, if you can't afford to lose 15% on what's considered a safe investment, 
if you're going to need that cash, it, it, you are leveling your risk higher by going into a Ginnie Mae fund. Would I do it? Yes. Would I put my mother in it? Yes. Um, it's at the low end of the income world that I feel comfortable. Maybe you should also look in some municipal bonds in the state that you live in. You're calling in from Indiana, which, by the way, first call from Indiana. Congratulations. Um, you've sent me a couple emails. I've sent you an income portfolio, and you know maybe you should like go with a Fidelity Indiana Muni Fund. Um, maybe some of that money goes there, some of the money goes in the Ginny May. But the cash has to stay cash. You cannot look for higher yields on cash. It's an emergency cash fund. It's almost like money in a brown paper bag, which there's no issue if anyone ever wants to give me a brown paper bag. Subtly. Just do it subtly, okay? Um, But, yeah, Robert, you have to really – you're basically saying your wife doesn't like risk. But your emergency fund has to be emergency. Don't look for a high yield on cash. I look for the ability to get my cash. Now, do you have to keep it at Bank of America or Wells Fargo? No, because cash there is going to get you nothing. You could put it on an online bank like an ally, and that basically works on top of your bank. So you open up a regular account at Bank of America, then you open up an account online at an ally, A-L-L-Y, and you transfer money from your bank of account emergency fund to the ally fund back to your bank. So that's not a bad idea. I'll take a look at those rates. We'll talk about that when we come back. Thanks for the call. AM 1220, KDOW. Phone lines are now open. 800 516 1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is a song I'd rather listen to than talk over. Anyhow, um, it's snowing. It's snowing. Let's bring in certified financial planner Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Mr. Black, how are you? Are you there? I am. I am now. You're in the Pacific Northwest today. Is it snowing? It it is not. No, the snow came the last few days, so it's now just rain again. Okay, well, I felt like yelling at snowing because California's had a dry year this year, so we're talking drought. Not good. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a... The water's going to be an issue for sure. The mountains are just getting snow so late, so let's all, let's all hope we get a very late uh, winter and a lot of snow late. What's interesting about that, Chad, is the ski resorts are actually having a better year this year than usual because snowstorms aren't stopping people from getting to ski resorts. It's one of those counterintuitive things, and that's kind of how Wall Street works sometimes. Well, they, they can become pretty lean and mean pretty quick because a lot of the people that, you know, work the lift lines and things like that, they're not highly paid. They don't have a contract. They're, you know, minimum wage, and they can get cut pretty quickly if uh, the resorts need to downsize a little bit during tough times. Ticker symbol is MTN for those who want to play at home. Vail Resorts, they own a lot of the, the ski resorts, not just Vail. They own a lot of the properties in Tahoe and the Pacific Northwest, the Grand Tetons, things like that. So... Anyway, Mr. Burton, our last call before you came on, 
was a guy from Indiana. He's a, a listener to the show, a listener to the podcast. And he asked the question, you know, him and his wife have way too much money in an emergency fund. So it's not an emergency fund. It's, it's a savings fund is the way I look at it. He's looking for better than cash returns, but he's looking for it to be liquid. And, you know, I came up with like an ally bank yields eight tenths of one percent. It's nothing. Um, Ginny May funds is about three and a half percent with fidelity, but you get a little bit more volatility than cash. Any alternatives to cash in your world that come to mind or any thoughts? Well, this isn't a recommendation, but when, but there are some short-term, very short-term ETFs and bond funds out there. You know, I don't look at this as safe money, though, Rob. So if, if we're looking at, you know, the six to 12 months that each family needs, that needs to be in cash. That's what I told you. Fortunately, cash isn't paying anything, and that's just the economy that we're in right now. Um, but if you have over that because you're a conservative investor, um, to be completely liquid means you're going to take a little bit of risk. So if you look at something like CSJ, which is a one- to three-year bond ETF, you know, it's it, Slips back and forth right around the 104 and a half to 105 level. Sometimes it's gone down to 103 and a half, but it yields about two percent. Um, but again, you know, a two percent, a change in interest rates, you could lose a year's worth of of interest in a, in a second, as far as trading goes on the on the market. Um, very short term, California tax free bond funds might be an alternative through some of the low cost indexers, or you know, like Vanguard, but. You know, when we go to the retirement side, if we're looking at the retirement strategy that I use where I have three years' worth of portfolio draws in cash, safe, safe money, that things like T-bills, CDs, um, you know, I-bonds, stuff that, you know, is, is extremely safe and liquid. And to get over that, you need to have the ability to go out two to three years to go either to CDs or structured note CDs, which are CDs that are FDIC insured, but they have, you know, a little bit of market exposure without the downside risk. But again, you need three to five years to be able to participate in something like that. So I, okay. wish, I, had a, I wish I had a magic answer for you on what to do with, with cash, but that's just the economy that we're in. Hocus Pocus, it's Chad Burton. Chad's here to promote seminar coming up in two Thursdays from now. It's a wealth preservation retirement planning event. He's also here to focus on his business. He is a certified financial planner. He manages high net worth clients. Um, very, very good at what he does. It's a guy that I totally trust and I love working side-by-side side with him on a daily basis. No one better in the world of financial planning than Chad Burton. So one of the things you deal with, Chad, is our retirement issues. It, it, it comes up again and again and again, and it's totally different than you know someone who's driving to work right now. They're earning money. They're, they're paying their bills. They're, they're, they're living off that earning. But when you retire, that ability to earn income is gone. Or, or it's, you're, you're living off your fat versus storing up the fat. What are some of the, the thoughts that people need to think about for, uh, you know, yesterday we talked a little long-term insurance. What are some other thoughts we need to talk about with retirement? Well, the, the big pitfalls are, you know, setting up your portfolio properly. And we talk about that tomorrow. And yesterday and today I want to talk about the expense issues. Yesterday we talked about long-term care and, and nursing homes and things like that. Today it's just really a matter of how do you know if you saved enough and that all comes down to budgeting and making a list of all your expenses, but people forget a lot of things, Rob. When I see them build their own spreadsheets, they forget, obviously, that when you pull money out of your 401ks, you're going to owe taxes. That's a big one. Um, inflation, the value of the dollar is cut in half every 18 years, so you're going to have to always increase your draws, um, you know, in the 25 to 3.5% range in retirement. And then it's just simple things, like, you know, most people that I see retire, 
uh, most of them, it's kind of two, two categories. There's the one category where people freeze because they go into retirement and they have a paycheck and then all of a sudden now they have a limited resource to go ask till age 100. Some people freeze and need counseling to kind of get through that phase of life. Other people, they end up spending more money in the five, first five years of retirement than when they were working because they're doing all their dream things or their vacations, their, their RV tour, whatever it may be. But then it's just the little things, you know, sit down and figure out what you want your retirement to look like. And things like how often do you think you'll buy a new car or do you lease a car all the time and making sure that those payments are in there so that you can look at a long-term cash flow report and say, okay, I'm going to buy a new car every, let's say, 10 years. How does that affect my overall retirement plan? Otherwise, you're going to get to retirement and you're going to, uh, you know, get five to seven years into it and say, gosh, my car's falling apart. I might need to get a new one. And all of a sudden you're spending you know, 20 to 40 grand more than what you thought that year in your projection. So it's, it's really thinking about that. And also the big one now is, uh, you know, we got great unemployment numbers, right, Rob? Yeah, the, the first-time unemployment numbers were pretty solid today. Yeah, and, I mean, where we're, we're, there's, there's some slow improvement, but where it's tough is, is the kids that are coming out of college. And a lot of oh, yeah. times your kids are coming out of college right when you're going into retirement. And a lot of those kids are ending up back at home right now where you've got expenses of family expenses. So you also have to kind of look at your overall family and say, you know, I'm probably going to help to help one out of the three kids. They've got issues. They've, you know, made some tough choices or some wrong choices or some bad things have happened to them. And then also realize that you're going to have to set limits when you're helping your family members, especially if they know you have money. People are going to come out of the woodwork and, and ask you for it. And some people are just way too generous. I have clients that have half the review meetings are telling them that you've got to stop, you know, doling money out. You've got to set a, a line in the sand because you're you're almost enabling these people to continue to make bad choices. So just, just things like that you've got to think about when it comes to the overall family planning. So we've got an event coming up in two Thursdays. Very slow sign-up so far. People can sign up at robblack.com. It's all about wealth preservation retirement planning. One email came in asking about I-bonds as an alternative for cash. What are your thoughts on I-bonds? Because they've kind of been underperformers, all things considered, even towards cash. Um, I would have to kind of disagree with you, depending on when you bought it. I mean, if you bought them last year, they've been underperformers. But the clients that have had buy them over the last five to seven years, they've been great performers. The problem is, is that you used to be able to buy $30,000 a year. Now you can only buy five. Um, and if you buy I-bonds, you've got a five-year holding period where if you sell them before five years is up, you can lose some of the interest that you've earned. And right now, base rates are very, very low. Um, they're going to change again in May, so we'll see what rates do. But I-bonds have two pieces. They have a base rate and inflation rate. And when you buy them, the base rate never changes. The inflation rate changes and inflation goes up. And we're not seeing a lot of inflation right now. Uh, oil prices might help push that number up a little bit since we've seen a continued rise in oil prices. But Again, it's it's a great place to accumulate some of your safe money for retirement so that when you get to retirement, you have liquid I-bonds that you've held for over five years. But, you know, the, the government just killed them. Like I said, I just don't understand it. $5,000 a year, that doesn't really get people anywhere. It's kind of funny because I-bonds, as of January 1, 2012, paper savings bonds are no longer sold at financial institutions. You can buy them through Treasury Direct, which you can get them at $50 for a bond, $10,000 maximum purchase in one calendar year. With buying paper I-bonds, it's a $5,000 maximum purchase in a calendar year. So uh, just throwing a little tip back right at you. 
Yeah, I mean, you got uh, there's ways that you can actually. So let's say you have a a, a trust in in a husband and a wife. You can get up to fifteen thousand to buy a policy if you do it the right way. But it, you know, to, to do that, it's it's a little bit of a pain when it comes to uh, how much paperwork you've got to do just to get fifteen thousand dollars with I bonds at very very low, you know, zero base rates essentially. So, but people can keep an eye on it. If you go to treasurydirect.gov, you can learn about you know all those different I bonds and tips and, and T bills, which you know tips have been a great performer over the last year. Um, they're a little bit lofty right now. But learning about tips is we get some, at some point we'll have a high inflationary environment because of all the money is printing that's there. So, you know, go to treasurydirect.gov and, and educate yourself a little bit about tips and things that, that bonds that react well in times of inflation versus the average bond fund, which can get hammered in times of inflation. Good stuff. Uh, anything else that we need to know if we weren't talking to the king of financial media, Chad Burton? Um, you know, it, it's, what you're talking about is people that are hunting for cash, and yield, be careful in the yield trap. A lot of people are going into some equities that yield well over 4 or 5%, thinking that they're safe investments and they, and they can have a lot of volatility. I'm going to continue to tell, you know, warn your listeners about that because a lot of people are getting into that yield trap and taking more risk than they think. It's just like stocks. The higher rate of return you expect in a stock, the greater the risk. Same thing with, with cash. The bigger yield it gives you the greater risk there is that it's going to fail and collapse. Thanks very much. It's certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find his business at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He and I will be speaking at an evening Thursday event coming up in two Thursdays at the Pleasanton Sheraton Hotel. You can find out more information about that at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I'm talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The one thing that I have confidence is just incredibly smartness of the ingenuity of the American people. We are a culture that comes up with new ideas. You don't have to be a brain to do it. You just have to come up with a new idea. We are always making things a little bit better. We don't accept complacency. Pretty much as a nation, and that doesn't always quite work like that, but you get the idea. Um, Perry's exit, Santorum's win in Iowa, puts Romney's lead at risk. This is headline news. This is stunning. South Carolina is a loop of doom, people say. It's a, a tough state for primaries. Kodak going bankrupt, filing for bankruptcy. That's kind of a sad day. We knew it was coming, but it is kind of a sad day. Rates on 30-year mortgages hit new record lows. It's always interesting to see because, again, that's going to help our economy 10, 20, 30 years from now. Not today, but 10, 20, 30 years from now. I looked at one of my mortgages where I was able to save, ultimately, about $450 a month just by refinancing from a 5% rate to a 4% rate. And you factor that out. You blow that out. That's five, $6,000 a year. That's a whole vacation. 
you factor that in, in 10 years, that's $56,000. Factor that out into 30 years, 150 to 200 that you're not paying interest on. Probably about a $300,000, $400,000 savings just for having my butt kicked for a week giving up paperwork. A lot of paperwork in the mortgage industry. A lot of paperwork. Um, they actually sent me to a proctologist. I'm like, no. And they're like, just kidding. But it was a good joke. They had me going there for a second. Speaking of good jokes, let's bring in Ray Fry. He's the king of old people. We've dubbed him the king of old people. He does the Baby Boomer Show here on KDOW, 1220 AM. How are you, Mr. Fry? Pretty good, Rob. How you doing? Doing well. You got any fresh jokes for us? Because you're always quick with the wit. Now, you know, uh, I did go to a party the other night, and I was talking to a friend, and another guy was dancing there. And he said, look at that guy dancing. He's drunk and dancing. And his wife said, yeah, that guy tried to marry me 10 years ago. And I said, no. And his, her husband said, yeah, and the guy's still celebrating 10 years later. Anyway, <laughs> Rob, I have a mortgage and I don't pay anything. It's called a reverse mortgage. Are you actually using your own product? Uh, certainly. No, okay. I can't. No, honestly, I can't do it yet. But uh, that's because my wife hasn't turned that magic age of 62. Okay. But, uh, but you know, obviously, with the reverses, you don't make monthly payments. You pay it all at the end whenever you leave here. You don't pay it. Somebody else does. I like the reverse mortgage for the person who didn't save enough money for retirement, and they're the little old lady, and they've got a million-dollar house. They bought it for 40000 30 years ago, and you know, they, they never saved money. So they're living off Social Security. They're eating beanie weenies. They're, they're saving every penny. Um, it's a great way to live life. It's start pulling some equity out of your house. Yeah, that's that's true. And and actually, I've heard all kind of good news today. You know, China looks good, Europe looks good, the United States with the lower uh, jobless claims. So everything's good for the people creating wealth. But the ones that have to manage their wealth, I guess this isn't a good time for people in the bond market because bonds aren't returning anything. So. Older people don't have much to look for as far as getting returns these days. It's not a bad bond market. I'm going to correct you on that. It's a pretty dynamic bond market. You just you got to know what you're doing. So it's if on the surface it looks pretty flat, but there's some wonderful opportunity. So you do the show, the Baby Boomer Show here, Ray, six to seven Thursday nights. Uh, any guests? Any any content that we need to be aware of tonight? Yeah, I'm trying to get somebody to come on and talk about home equity lines lines and credits for your home the, from the bank and uh, just contrast that with uh, the various options that people have of pulling equity out of their home. Uh, heard today of interesting stat. There's older people have $4 trillion in equity or $4 trillion worth of home value, $3 trillion in equity and $1 trillion in debt. So there's a lot of equity out there that can be used. Have you talked to my friend Joe Cuchera or Tony Mendez about coming on about home equity lines? I, I talked to uh, Tony. I haven't huh. talked to Joe yet, but uh, Joe would probably be a good one. He's, uh, yeah, I've talked to Joe a little bit, but I haven't had him on the show. Joe is smooth like Italian pressed coffee. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he's smooth. <laughs> so um, what I'll do, it, Ray, after I get off the, the, the radio show this morning, I'll send you Joe's email, and you can reach out to him. Uh, I think you'd like talking to him. He's, he's a good guest. Okay. Thanks much. Okay, have a good show tonight, Joe. Thanks yeah, for thanks 
I, I just called you Joe. I'm confused. I've had a stroke. I'm old. Thanks, Ray. It's Ray Fry. You can find him at rayfry.mysteryverse.net. Uh, Mysteryverse.net. Uh, he does, you know, a show on baby boomers. Baby boomers are so not my issue. You've paid your sins. You were hippies. You danced at Woodstock, and you sold out, and you bought Mercedes, and you sold out, and you went on vacation. You sold out, and you you tapped that equity, and you well, now your house ain't going up in value anymore, and you're in retirement. He's going to help you through that time. That's not me. I want the 20-year-old, hot, sexy, young women. No, no, no. Internal editor on. I want the 20-something, 30-somethings, 40-somethings to save as much as they can. I can't help you if you're 50-plus and save nothing. I can help with an emergency fund, and that's about it. If you're 50 and you've saved nothing, you're going to work till the day you die. Hey, I got a seminar coming up. You're about to hear a commercial for it. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Sign up for it. Um, you can also sign up for my free YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. You can sign up for my Twitter account, Rob Black Show. You can sign up for my Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. We take a break here. We'll be right back in 22 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.